0: welcome to Emerging Trends in Higher Ed. My name is Samantha Wilcox, and I am your moderator for this podcast series. Joining us today is Dr. Richard Denine, professor in the NCU School of Education. Good afternoon, Richard.
1: Good afternoon, Sam. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Dr. Denine is here to discuss the challenges of managing the dissertation writing experience and how higher education students can successfully complete this process towards achieving their degree. Let's jump in, Dr. Deneen. Now, an important person in this dissertation writing process is a student's dissertation chair. Um, How can a student best utilize their dissertation chair?
1: You know, this is very, very important to the entire process. You know, a lot of students feel like they can't have open communication, they can't reach out to their chair. I always tell the students, hey, look, if you knew how to do all of this, you wouldn't need me. So it's very important that we're utilizing the chair in the chair-student relationship during the dissertation process. So it's very important, you know, to have that first few discussions, you know, maybe get to know each other. I always like to have a little icebreaker with my students. You know, maybe some of my students might like to cook. Maybe some of my students might like to watch sports. Maybe some of my students like going to live music events it kind of just makes it more of a relationship in the fact that it's not just a screen to screen thing. You can actually talk about important things too, other than the dissertation. So I think it's this extremely vital from the very beginning to make sure you have that open communication. Now, some students would prefer to not meet that much with their chair. Some want to meet all the time. So I think it's important to to find a, a happy medium to where the student is comfortable with the chair and the chair is comfortable with the student. I always tell my students, you can call me virtually anytime. If I don't pick up the phone, I'll call you right back. You can text me. You can email me. But it's so important because a lot of times when you're at home and you're writing these dissertations, you may have a question that you think is, you know, well, I shouldn't ask. My chair is going to think I'm dumb or my chair is not going to think I'm worthy but you know the old saying, you know a question not asked is a question you'll only get an answer for. And so if you sit there and you're thinking about something, you might have a two minute phone call with with your chair that'll take care of the problem and get you back on track. So the, you know the chair is your friend, and the chair is the one that's going to get you through the experience. The chair is the one that's going to hold your hand, bring you to the finish line, if you would. And it's very important that we create that um, relationship with the chairperson.
0: Absolutely. I can see where building rapport or relationship is so important to the student's journey. Absolutely. Now, what are some practices for keeping things simple?
1: You know, this this is the problem that a lot of students get into when they write their dissertation is that you know, it's the adrenaline rush from all the class works, your comprehensive exams, and now you're like, okay, I'm super person, I'm going to tackle this thing, I know what I need to do. You need to take a breath. It's a year year and a half two year process depending on what happens in your lives you know we have kids we have um family issues we have all these work issues that happen so plan on having it's going to be a marathon not a sprint so you got to just take a few deep breaths realize it's a process and you have to understand that you got to keep things as simple as possible don't overthink things don't use words you've never used before. Don't be a thesaurus.com student. Just if you have something to say, say it the way that you would say it. You've taken all these classes, you've gone through everything you need to do to get to this point. You can do it. So don't think you need to have this switch where you go from, you know, class person to dissertation person because it's basically the classes are preparing you to get through the dissertation process. I've seen students work in their coursework and all of a sudden there's just radical change where there's all these fancy words that they think they have to use. No, 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 no. Just keep things simple. You know, I always tell a student, go in, make an assertion and get out. I mean, there's only so many things you can say about a chair. But you get these students that will write and write, go on and on and on about a chair. No. There's only so many things you can say about a table. So you go in, you make your assertion, you get out. I have seen chapters that students have given me, and I, it's a definitely at thesaurus.com. And I'm saying to them, is this the way that you would talk? No. Well, then why do you want to put these words in there that nobody's really going to know about? Well, you know, I want to sound smart. No, the way you sound smart is to use your experience Use the guidance from all the instructors you've had in the course room and not change things up. If you've got this far in the program, there is no doubt that you're going to get through the dissertation. So keep things simple. Don't overanalyze. If you have questions, get a hold of your dissertation chair. Talk about it. Do not overthink because overthinking is going to cause you issues when you get down the road
0: those are some great tips. I really like the marathon, not a sprint perspective. I think we can all really uh, learn a lot from that.
1: Well, yeah, it's very important because you get, you know, you, you get students and, and I always laugh at this and, and, and I and I understand because I'm one of these kind of people too. I, I don't like to have things on my plate, if you would. I want to get things done. That's one of the conversations that I have with my students is that, well, I can't sleep unless I get this chapter done. Well, I can read a paper or a chapter and I can go down and I can see about when it was maybe two o'clock in the morning. And the only thing that you were really seeing as a student was your eyelids and you're not really concentrating on the actual work at hand. And you can't do it like that. You've, you've got to make sure that you're, you're given it quality time. And I tell these students, I know you don't want it on your plate. I know it's bothersome. But you need to just give yourself some time off, you know, do the work, but you're not going to get something done at 2 o'clock in the morning, okay? It's just not going to happen. You might get it done, but it's not going to be the quality that you need to have.
0: Right. That's a very good point. Now, you mentioned overthinking. Uh, What would you say to a student who may be overthinking during this experience?
1: Yeah, and, and we talked about this a little bit with the keeping dissertation process simple. You know, overthinking things is you know, trying to make more of something than, than you would. I mean, it's like we talked about the chair and the table thing. You know, th- this thing is there's a roadmap, there's a template, there's people here to help you, there's a process. in understanding the entire process and what the expectations are will help you to just keep things it at a moderate level when you're moving through it. For example, it's the same thing when you're doing your coursework. You know, every week you're doing assignment of some sort. This is just a big assignment. Okay. So don't just get blown away by it, the enormity of it. Just keep things as simple as possible. If you don't overthink about it, it's going to make things a lot easier on your brain. You're going to have quality work, versus quantity of work, which is very important. Um, and don't overanalyze everything. You know, you get these students, they'll, they'll write page after page about over page, and it's like, did you really need to talk about this that many times? No. My whole thing with the dissertation, and my whole thing in life in general, when, when you're working, is we want to have quality. You ask any boss, any leader, what they want from their employees is they want quality work. They don't want quantity. So if students en- embrace the same mantra, if you would, they're going to have success because it's quality work. Okay. I'd rather have one solid page of something than four or five pages of something. So it's very, very important to remember that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely say i'm a student walking through the dissertation process what are three major hurdles that i may encounter
1: you know it's it's I've, I've done this long enough to know that in in my opinion and most of my students would agree with me that there are three major hurdles to the entire process and the first one's kind of funny because students always think oh ho, 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 you know the problem and the purpose statement you know your, your problem statement is is 250 to 300 words and your purpose statement's typically a page. So they're this kind of thinking, oh, how could that be a major hurdle? Well, it is a major hurdle because my analogy with the, the problem and the purpose statement is that you're about ready to run a marathon. Okay. And the heart and soul of the entire dissertation is the problem and the purpose statement. You cannot run a marathon unless you have a strong, healthy heart. And a lot of them, they don't understand that until they actually start writing the problem statement, because a lot of them have all these ideas about what they want to do. And, you know, you got to pump the brakes. Did you go into the databases or is there enough current uh, relevant scholarly sources out there that are going to help you? write the problem statement? Are they going to help you write a literature review? So so when a student comes to me and they say, I want to do my topic as X, Y, and Z, the first thing I ask them is, did you go into the library and look in the databases and see if you have relevant, current, scholarly sources to back your assertions? Well, no. Well, you need to do that. It's very important. So because if, if you can't find relevant current sources, then you can't really write about a problem that doesn't have current relevant sources to back your assertions is impossible. So, we need to take a lot of time at the very beginning and we need to make sure that we're, we're, we've got our relevant sources, we've got a true problem, okay? We have a problem that we're gonna be able to do a research study on, all these different things. So, the problem is very important, the purpose is very important. So, once the problem and the purpose are completed, that's hurdle number one, in my opinion. So, they go ahead, they write chapter one, they go into chapter three. Now, the next big hurdle is the literature review. And, you know, I have more students tell me this was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do. And it is because you're analyzing literature, you're asserting literature. You have to look up so many different sources and it's a minimum of 30 pages. So that is another hurdle that students have issues with. Finally, the last hurdle is the IRB and a lot of students find the IRB process can be difficult. Now, Our IRB at North Central University has come a long way. I mean, it used to be very difficult. Now it's not nearly as difficult. It's way more streamlined. We have a wonderful IRB team. So I always tell my students, you know, this is the one portion that I don't really have any control over. So we're just going to have to get it right at the beginning. Um, We'll submit it. We'll get it reviewed. And then you can be on your merry way. But I'm not downplaying any other portion of the dissertation, I just always like to point out that these, in my experience, are the three major hurdles of the process.
0: That's very helpful. Now, how can a student best use the dissertation template?
1: Okay, for those cooks out there, me being one of them, (laughs) I like to refer to the dissertation template as the recipe for success. And I have people laugh at me and they say, oh, ha ha ha. Well, it, it is if you think about it. Because this is what your guideline is. This, is. this is your template. So if you're making cookies and the recipe says to add two cups of flour, do you add three cups of flour? No. If a recipe says you need to add four cups of milk, do you add one cup of milk? No. That's why we have recipes and this is why we have templates. So this is why I like it to be the recipe for success. And if we utilize the template, it's going to make things way more simplistic because it tells you what to do. It's got everything in there. You'd be surprised at how many times I give the template to a student, I give an example to the student, and I say, please write a 250 to 300 word problem statement. They'll write 600-word problem statements, and it does isn't really a problem. And I said, did you use the template? Well, I looked at it, but did you use it? Well, not really. Well, this is why we have it. And it's like you don't need to reinvent the wheel here. North Central University has created the wheel and created the template, which is the rescue for success. So it's very important to utilize that to the full benefit.
0: Excellent. Now, what are some best practices to divide the dissertation into sections?
1: You know, our brains – and I'm not a big brain researcher person, but I do know how our – my especially know how my brain works, but um, I do know how our brains work. And one example when I spoke about the literature review is 30 pages. So right away when we hear the word 30 pages, okay – It's like my mind can't get my hands around that. My mind can't understand 30 pages. However, however, if you tell your mind you're going to do six, five-page pieces. So instead of saying I got to write 30 pages, I'm going to write one week. I'm going to write six pages, one week. I'm going to write another six pages until I get to the fifth week, which is 30 pages. Now, some students might want to write three pages a week for 10 weeks. It just all depends on how your mind works best. And don't try to think about too much. So if you're writing chapter one, why is it important that you're worried about the IRB process? Or why is it important that you're worried about chapter three? just concentrate on chapter one. Now, obviously at the very beginning, your chair and the the chair and the student can have a conversation about the, the roadmap, the game plan. But when you're actually, you know, it's night, your kids are in bed, your wife, your significant other is not around you, you're in your zone. Just worry about the task at hand. Look at chapter one. Okay. Look at chapter three. Look at a section at a time, and it will make things way easier for your mind to grasp.
0: I really like that. It's the the job concept. The just one bite at a time. Um, well, so that's, and that's
1: super the helpful. thing. It, you know, it, it, I like what you said, Samantha, about the job thing because it's the same thing. You know, I don't know what kind of job people have that are going to be listening to this, but I'm sure that. If, a, if, if you go to work in the morning, for example, and your boss says, here's your list of things to do three or eight hour day. The first thing you might say is, oh my goodness, how, how am I going to do? No, divide it up a little bit. Hey, before I have my coffee break at nine o'clock, I'm going to do ABC. Um, after I have my coffee break, I'm going to do DEF. And the other thing is, too, is... You can't be so strict on a plan. Sure, I might write three pages one week, but then the next week my son gets sick or my daughter um, breaks her arm and I won't be able to write as many. Well, that's okay. You got to understand life happens. And you got to understand that, sure, maybe you wrote really good three pages and you didn't the next week. Well, that's okay. Then you maybe can write four the next week. So it's very... Good for our minds to just only give the information that is needed at the time to your brain at one time. Because otherwise, you start getting nervous, you start getting stressed out. And trust me, the dissertation is hard enough to write without being stressed out. You've got to be relaxed, and you've got to be able to you know, see the light at the end of the tunnel, and you have to make it enjoyable.
0: Well, speaking of enjoyable, I know we talked a lot about uh, this process being a marathon, um, but how do you make the dissertation process more enjoyable as you're walking
1: through it? Well, we talked earlier about some students that just can't seem to get away from it. You know, they have to spend their whole weekend, night and day doing it. And, and I'm going to tell you right now that that's just not a good strategy at all. It's it's not going to help you. You're not going to be able to do your best work. Um We talked a little bit about, you know, dividing the literature review up into sections. And one of the things that's good for students is to have a a goal. Um, So my goal is I'm going to write, let's just say, five pages this week. And then when I get the five pages done, I'm going to go to a sporting event. I'm going to go buy myself a new pair of shoes. I'm going to go have lunch with a friend. I'm going to go play a round of golf. Whatever is something that will motivate you, and it it doesn't have to be a monetary motivator. It can be an intrinsic motivator. Um, it's just something that will motivate you to get a certain task done. But you've got to. It's it's a hundred percent imperative that you give yourself some downtime. You have to do it. I've had students that'll take a couple weeks off in between classes. I've had students that will um, take a week off like in between chapters. Whatever works for you, you've got to give yourself a reward. You have to. You have to understand it's a long process, okay? And a lot of students think they can just go in and, you know, I'm going to just hammer through it. It, it, You just can't do it like that. You've got to understand that you're going to get feedback. You've got to – the feedback has got to be positive. If, if you take the feedback in a negative connotation, it's going to drive you nuts and you will not be able to enjoy the process. Now, that being said, I've never had a student um, after they've written the dissertation say, hey, Richard, it was so much fun. Let's do it again. I've, I've never had that happen. However, I have had students tell me that when When you talked about trying to have downtime, fun time, and to make the process more enjoyable, those things absolutely help me get through it. You know, I, I would tell my son, yeah, you know, I'm gonna work, I gotta do this Monday through Saturday, I'm gonna get it done, and then you and I are gonna go to a ball game. Okay. Or I've told my significant other, Hey, I'm gonna do this for a week and then you and I are gonna go have a nice dinner, we're gonna go have brunch, we're gonna go do something together. Because Your family is your team's support, and they're the ones that are keeping things quiet. They're the ones that are staying out of your way. So we have to give back to them. And I think giving back to our family members and our children, um, our friends, is a way of helping us have some fun downtime where we're also rewarding these people for supporting us through this process because no one can get through this alone. And it's very, very important to. You know, you you let your friends know and your family know, hey, look, you know, I'm not going to be going out all the time. I'm not going to be on the phone all the time. You can't come over all the time. But this is a process. We're going to get through it. And I think that once you've established the groundwork for that, you, you instead of having two or three times a week with somebody, you just have one good quality time with them. And they understand that because this is anybody that embarks on the dissertation process is definitely um, intrinsically motivated to get it done. And we just need to make sure that we're, we're rewarding ourselves and we're also rewarding the ones that are helping make it, make this process um, a doable thing in our life. Because if we don't have the, the support groups there, if you would, then there's no way we're going to get through it. So taking care of yourself, taking care of others should always be your number one priority throughout the process.
0: Well, what great tips. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, Dr. Deneen, and sharing a little bit about managing that dissertation writing process.
1: My pleasure. I hope it helps, and I hope everybody is doing well. Take care, and good luck with your dissertation.
0: Absolutely. Well, we have additional episodes that will be shared in the coming weeks from others in the NCU community. On behalf of Dr. Richard Deneen, this is Samantha Wilcox. Reminding you that at NCU, you have what it takes to change the world. We offer what it takes to make it happen. Until next time, goodbye.